You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Juliana Bevy-Lacroix, a CPG marketing expert. Juliana, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. My first insight is storytelling is going to be massive in the marketing industry and for brands moving forward. And when you say storytelling, break that down. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So storytelling, being real with the consumers. I think that a lot of brands always try to have this polished look. We try to look perfect or the brands try to look perfect rather. And I think it's coming and being like superhuman, super real with the consumer and showing them the behind the scenes, showing them the story behind the brand, not just showing that polished product at the end. And if you'll allow me, I have a perfect example with Midday Squares, a Montreal-based company for those who don't know. And they kind of make these like everything a protein bar wishes it was and everything a chocolate bar isn't essentially. And they're fantastic. I think they truly are pioneers in this storytelling, marketing, kind of new way to market a product. And the way they do it is by building a community and they show us the behind the scenes, they show us their wins, but they also show us their defeats. And that's something I think is really important because it helps you connect to the consumer. It helps you connect to the people who you're marketing to. I mean, at the end of the day, we all wish we were right and and good 100% of the time, but that's not the reality. And so seeing that a brand also has its defeats really helps you connect. It helps you feel for them. It, It brings that emotion into it. And when you have an emotion with a brand, you're connecting that brand affinity. And, and for me, that's super important. And so the second I saw Midday Square's first post, I was I was in, like, I was a huge fan before I even tried the product. And then I tried the product and I was like, this is incredible. And with their storytelling, I feel like they're like superstars and they're like, I want to help them and I want to see them succeed. And I'm literally in stores and I go specifically to see where their product is and I'm fixing the product on the shelf. I'm making it look good. And I have nothing in this company. I'm not making a dollar by doing that, but I feel like I want to help my friends and I feel like they are my friends based on their marketing strategy. I love that line you said, sharing your wins and your defeats. And so much of the time when it comes to branding, we want to share the best sides of us and only what works and only you know our, our best day, our highlight reel. But ultimately, if you think about it, think about it like a movie character. A movie character that is absolutely perfect is the most boring character <laughs> you can put totally. on screen, right? You need to show the flaws. You need to show the downside, the struggles, the challenges, the journey to get there. And that's what makes it interesting and relatable. And when you take that to a brand... As you said, it makes it feel like it's your friend. It makes it feel like like you're in on the action. Uh, exactly. and, and I think that's a great example of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you give me... I'm looking at their website right now and I'm, I'm noticing the copywriting is also really strong. Some of the words they use, the imagery. Can you give some tactical examples of uh, maybe something you've seen with these guys or others? What would be an example of like a high point and a low point that a brand could use to tell their story? In terms of like the in terms of so you, you talked about wins and losses so like we can all yes. think about wins well what, what's a loss what's a version of how I would express my brand losing in some way for example so yeah so for sure so a couple of examples actually going back to mid discourse just because I follow them so much so I know a lot about about what they do so we've seen where they've got sued a couple of times 
by big brands that were saying that they, you know, were taking the same color as them for the packaging and all that kind of stuff. And Midday Squares actually ended up turning it into like a music video and bringing it out there and bringing it forward to their consumers and explaining a bit of the story and making it almost fun in a way. So they were talking about a serious issue. I mean, you're getting sued by these massive companies that have millions of dollars and you're able to spin it into something where you create a song, you create a video and you turn it into marketing for you. And I thought that that was just fantastic. And they're so real. Like they have their Instagram and their stories are often in like real time. And I've asked them like, Hey, is this actually happening like live? Absolutely it is. And so you see the frustration of the founders and, and of the, the people working there, the, the employees, and then you see how they resolve the issue too. So I think that's important too. It's not just about here's the defeat. It's then you really get to follow the story because now you're like on the cliff. You're like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? And then ultimately you want to see them win. And so then they come back and with all their wins and, and then it's positive again. It's almost like, like watching a reality TV show. You're, that's you're, exactly you're, it. Absolutely. You're watching the journey take place. And even if you know how it ends, it's still fun to watch. Exactly. Absolutely. And you feel like you're on that journey with them. And that's what I think is so important and what I'd love to see more brands do moving forward. I love that. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. Okay, I know you had one more big insight to share with us. Sure. So another insight that I have is that traditional marketing is not really focused on anymore. I don't know about you, but like when I'm on LinkedIn, when I'm looking around, I'm, I'm seeing a lot about social, social, digital, SEO, search, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think there's still something to say about traditional media. And when I talk about traditional media, I'm talking about television. I'm talking about radio, billboards. These are tried and true tactics. And yeah, okay, they might be a little bit more expensive. The cost per consumer might be a little more expensive. But I think depending on the target consumer, it's really important not to forget about these tactics that exist. You know, yes, probably most of the, most of the dollars or more of the percentage is going to shift towards digital and social tactics. But I think it's really important to still keep a bucket of money for that traditional advertising because it's there for a reason. And there's certain consumers that really will gravitate more towards those advertising methods. I mean, if I think of uh, my grandfather who, who came off a boat from Italy, I mean, he is not on social media. You know, he's in his 80s and he's watching TV and he's driving his car and he's looking at a billboard. And so if you're targeting that kind of consumer, it's really important to continue with those traditional advertising methods. That's really smart. I was chatting with a CEO the, the other day at an e-commerce company called Whisker. They sell pet products. And the CEO was telling me they grew the brand off a few things. So obviously, search engine optimization, it's an e-commerce D2C brand. They grew it off influencer marketing. And one of the really big things they did around COVID was they saw that TV dollars were, uh, especially around the, around the news, the cable news channels, were getting cheaper and cheaper because there was more inventory. People didn't want to advertise next to pandemic and a divisive election. And so they went all in. They started buying up TV airtime and their brand exploded during that mm-hmm. period. Everybody was able to do it. Yeah. So leveraging television, especially when you have certain certain shows, certain types of audiences you can reach, there is a certain prestige factor that comes along with that. And it, it's a lot of reach. No, you're not gonna reach 
100 million people like you will on Facebook in, you know, in a day. However, there's a prestige factor that comes with television and you're reaching a certain type of audience and it does move the needle. Absolutely. 100%. Totally agree with you. Do you think... So how do you think as someone who manages a marketing budget, how do you think about the balance? And I've got a question. My second question there is, how do you convince others on your team and your bosses who have to sign off? But how do you think about, okay, we've got a bucket of money here. How much goes to social and search, etc.? It's actually really interesting. And, and I don't even know if I'll be able to properly answer this question because the way we're divided in the company is we have different marketing departments. So my department is really focused on purchase. So anything, any tactic tied to purchase will go behind my budget. But when I'm talking about like traditional or social media, that actually goes to a whole other department that I don't get visibility on. Yeah. In terms of convincing other people on the team, I think it comes with data, right? So if we want to try something new, what's the data behind it? What's the reason? What are we going to cut to try this new thing? And is it worth taking that risk to try it? So I think it's really coming with that strong argument, the data and the reasons to believe as to, okay, we should try this or we should put more money here because of this, 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 this. Not, hey, it would be nice to just try this. Like, no, let's have a concrete reason behind the why. And you've got to be able to separate your budget between what you know works, but also the R&D and the future proofing. So if there is something that comes along where you say, you know what, this could work, it's not proven, but maybe it justified that we take a small percentage and try it out. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love what you said about storytelling and a couple more things there. I mean, we talked about copywriting. You also mentioned community and the idea about making people feel like they're bought in to this product. And it sounds like that's something that this brand, Midday Squares, does really well. And then on the piece about, about legacy media, having a piece of your budget going towards these platforms that are not necessarily just discussed all the time, but there definitely is an audience there. And depending on the kind of product you're selling, that's where you need to be. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Juliana, this was awesome. You dropped some gold today. People are going to love this. <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity and it's been great chatting with you. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.